Hey everybody, it's Corey Chapman from Money Talk LA. Real people, real money, real talk. I'm excited today because I have someone in my studio that I guarantee this is going to be a fun event. So let me give you a little bit of insight of who this woman is. She's amazing in all aspects, but more importantly, she's a speaker, an author. She's a six-figure income earner, not only in one industry, but four different industries. She is the founder of a Gold Sisters Global Network, Women Entrepreneurs. More importantly than all that, she's a good friend of mine. This is the diva herself, Miss <laughs> Tina D. Lewis. I'm so excited to have you here today, Tina. How you doing, girl? I am amazing, Corey. <laughs> Corey, if I was doing any better, I'd be you. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. I tell you, it's going to already start like that already, okay? So, look, you know, I'm excited you're here today, and I just wanted to kind of have a couple conversations about everything inside. So, Money Talk LA is all about being a fly on the wall, right? Right. If you were a fly the wall and someone was talking about success and how they got how they got to the point where they were four in industries that they dealt with and got six-figure income out of it this is kind of that conversation right so right. someone can kind of say dang if i'm a little girl listening to this conversation i want to be like miss tina d lewis she did right. x y and z so this conversation is really about that right learning what makes you who you are the things awesome. that you do on a day-to-day -day basis the things that you do to make life what it is, and more importantly, those habits that you use to make it happen, right? right. So you came into the room today and you said, hey, Corey, look, I know you're the teacher and, <laughs> and I'm the student, but I have a few things that I want to tell you about. So I said, you know, hold it. Don't say anything about it. Let's talk about it as live on camera so we can take full advantage of the time. So let's talk. Awesome. But before I say anything else, yeah. I just want to thank you humbly from the bottom of my heart oh, no because, words. Corey, you are a beast, right? <laughs> um, not only are you a father, a husband, but you are a man with a master plan. You've helped <laughs> multiple people, you know, reach a financial height that they could not do by themselves. Come on. And so for you being, you know, and forgive me for calling you this, but for you being the financial Moses, if you will, <laughs> oh, oh for leading gosh. people to their promised land, you know, I applaud you on that. And I I'm honored it. to be sitting here next to you and to be able to call you, you know, coach, mentor, and my friend friend. Perfect. Well, I appreciate that. That's such a nice thing to say. <laughs> so let's dive into this. All right. So first of all, man, tell me a little bit about the, you know, the founders, uh, the founder girl sister, or excuse me, the Gold Sisters Global Network. Tell me a little about that. Yes. Um, what you were saying previously is what would a little girl we want to hear if she you know, was a fly on the wall. How, what do we do day to day yeah. to achieve the success that we have? Mm -hmm. And I was that little girl. Okay. I was that little girl that wanted to be in those rooms, that wanted to sit with the adults just to listen, right? They called it nosy back there, right? <laughs> Stay in a kid's place and all of that, you know, but that never stuck with me. I come from meager beginnings. When I say meager, I mean, my, we had everything. And then one day my mom was in a car accident, Corey, and that car accident had her in the hospital for three months. It was wow. November, December, and January and I will never forget it. I was in the fifth grade and my entire life changed a, a downward spiral. Wow. Um, it was just mind blowing, right? I, I'm so blown away when I look back and I say, wow, I didn't lose my mind. You know, yeah, I yeah. know that there is something greater. I know that there's a God and I know most importantly that there's a purpose, you know, for my life. So Come on. Um, after that accident, 
things happen like my my mom became you know the woman that she told us not to be or or to become and we she got end up getting divorced it was just horrible and so that situation caused me to be that little girl that said you know what I will never live like this again I want more I deserve more I'm going to be more I'm going to have more I'm going to do more and more importantly I'm going to reach back to people who are in those situations and so Number one is I founded a nonprofit, and it's called Her Business Matters. And the reason why it's Her Business Matters is because entrepreneurship allowed me, you know, from being in the fifth grade to junior high school to high school to college, it allowed me to continually create businesses to fill a need and make money off of it while still maintaining, you know, my educational goals. And, Corey, I got pregnant got pregnant at 18, my first time indulging in the activity. <laughs> uh, I had my daughter when I was 19. I've lived in the projects. You know, I've gone through a lot, you know, welfare. I mean, a crazy multitude of things that when you line those things up, you like success, six figures. How no, is that possible? You're talking about like, yeah, you're talking about like six feet, like right. under <laughs> right. Right, from the areas. And so I believe that every young girl, every woman needs to believe that they are worthy of success. It is your birthright. You are success is your obligation. Mm-hmm. You owe mm-hmm. it to the world. You have a gift that only you could bring to the world and you need to stop playing small, right? Stop playing small and dimming your light because people want you to be darkness or they're vision killers and dream stillers. You know, they call them haters. Right, you right. know, let that be your fuel to success. And I'm not going to tell you it's going to be easy. I'm not even going to say the cliche and that it's going to be worth it. I'm going to tell you that it's going to be hard. You're going to cry. You're going to quit. You know, <laughs> you, you're going to just... Fail forward. Yeah. <laughs> you're just absolutely fail forward. And the word failure has a negative connotation, but I can tell you this, if you don't fail, you will never, ever succeed. Come on, man. That's good. I like that. So, you know, I heard a few things that you were saying through this process as you were talking. You know, you basically said you're not going to allow your past to determine your future. Absolutely not. And then you also talked about how you wanted to give back and make sure that the other women and other young ladies who were listening to this conversation know that there's something they can aspire to to have greatness in them, right? Absolutely, yes. I love that. I love that. And I think other thing that was really stood out to me is that you said this you said i am not going to play small Dude, oh, let's ever. talk about that because that's a huge one right there now <laughs> right, you're in my right. world right now right yes that so is your world small right so so tell me a little bit about that i know most women today you know um you know, these you know students of mine that we talk or whatever they're used to being in that supportive role right, right. Mm-hmm. and and i think there's nothing wrong with that you know at no, all but at the same at time some of those women who are behind the scenes are beasts in themselves right yes. they have that in them to kind of go to that next level so what was that in you that said you know what i know Oh, I can't play small anymore. I owe it to the world to have greater. Tell me a little about that. Absolutely. Who's that Tina D, the young girl that just stepped out of the box and made it happen? Yes. Well, <laughs> you know what? Allow, thank you for allowing that opportunity. And you talked about young girls and women listening to this podcast. And if you're listening to the sound of my voice and you have an X chromosome, you are female. I am here to tell you that if I can do it, so can you. I would love to think that there's something special about the Tina D. Lewis, but the reality is it isn't. I am just like you. When you see me, I am a reflection of you. And if you do not believe in yourself, borrow my belief because I believe in you. Now, the young girl 
I wanted nice things. I wanted to be and y'all cultivated. Y'all got to see what Tina's wearing today, okay? So, <laughs> nice things is definitely her thing, okay? And just so y'all know, when I walked in the room, she had this oh, nice fur jacket on her legs and stuff. But anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't mean to hold you back. But go ahead. You're saying? <laughs> okay. Coming from the Devo himself. <laughs> GQ. But I, I, what I'm saying, basically, is that, you know, guys, I have a blemish past, but I have a promised future. And it's not what happens to you, it's what happens for you. And when I look back over my life, I can see those people that God positioned mm-hmm. in my life mm-hmm. to give me words of wisdom that I didn't take immediately, that I did not execute at that time, but I put it in my toolbox. And it's those things that allow me to catapult not one, not two, not three, but four business to a multiple six-figure income. It's what allowed me to fail, fail, fail and fell again to say, you know what? I'm going to keep getting up. And I love the saying that says when they thought they buried you, they didn't know that you were the seed. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly who we are. That is exactly who you were predestined and preordained to be. And if you don't start, sis, sis, get this. If you don't start walking in your birthright, mm, it's going to go to someone else. And I can tell you this, uh, you, no matter what it is, if it's hair, if it's nails, if it's eyebrows, if it's finances, if it's cars, you know, I have a, a, a sister girl by the name of Patrice Banks. Her father taught her how to work on a car. So you know what? She's a mechanic and she has an auto mechanic shop called She Canic. Can nice. you guys believe that? Nice. Like, listen, there is something I might that need you her have. Number. <laughs> <laughs> there is something that you have that only you could bring to the world. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you this, you playing small is doing the world a disservice because they will miss out on your gift. Mm-hmm. The graveyard Corey is filled with yeah. so many dreams, inventions, cures. I promise you the cure for cancer. It's probably in in the grave. Right. The Somebody that that book that right. book that's going to impact millions worldwide is still in the grave. You know, I'm just asking you guys to just stop right now. Just stop, stop whatever you're doing, and say this is not how the story is going to end, because it's not going back and creating a new beginning. It's starting from today and creating a different ending. Come on, man! Look at this girl trying to drop some wisdom over here. <laughs> Ooh, I got a little shiver on me there. So, you know, I know you've done a lot of personal development. You know, yes. that's what most of us do. I think anyone who's successful, you got to learn how to work on yourself, become a better you, right? Right. So is there any one person that has inspired you the most? Can you tell me a little bit about that? I will say the, the premise of Goal Sisters was because... You know, there are a lot of women with humongous, enormous, gigantic goals, right? Mm-hmm. And so they have this dream and they, they, they visualize it. And then they're like, how do I do it? And because they don't know how or have anyone that believe in them that it can, they share it with small-minded people that says, it's not possible. That doesn't exist. How are you going to do that, right? right? And so I said, you know what? What about if we can have someone who not just believes in us, but holds us accountable, but not just holds us accountable, helps us, give us the resources, the, the energy, the intellectual property, the finances to help us achieve our goals. Come on. And what, if, what, what would happen? And what I've realized and what has materialized is that magic happens when a group of women 
that are unashamed and unapologetic, that are confident in their own right, that are honest, that are transparent, that are mobilizing to one person's goal. It's amazing at what happens. It's like a domino effect. Everyone is successful. It doesn't mean that we don't cry. It doesn't mean that we don't have bad credit at one point. It doesn't mean any of those things. It's just that what we do collectively and collaboratively, you are not your sister's competition. I don't care if she's in the same industry. You are not your sister's competition. Your competition is who you were yesterday, who you were 60 seconds ago and 30 seconds ago. If you focus on becoming a better you, in your words, Corey, uh, then that way, you know, we can all achieve massive success. And it's not, success is not always financial. It can just be time freedom. Mm-hmm. Like me, I, I wake up when I'm done sleeping. I, I don't remember the last time I woke up to an alarm clock. Right. You know, I don't remember the last time I was in rush hour traffic. And I'm not saying that to boast. I am saying that it wasn't always like that. There was a time when I was getting up at 6 to be at work by 8. There's a time I was getting up at 5 to be at work by 8. So I've done all of those things. And I'm saying, ladies, that that does not have to be your end all. Use your job to fuel your dreams. Nice, nice. So you talked about, you know, not having to wake up any particular time. Right. But most successful people I know, they actually have their morning rituals, right? Yes. And the habits that they do on a day-to-day basis. Tell me a little bit about what your habits are. So if someone's listening, like what would a successful person who wants to be another Tina D. Lewis do on a morning ritual? Okay. Um, I can use this time to just say the mundane things that are a given, right? There are some things that are a given. You know, when you did geometry, you know, X plus Y equals Z, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> the Pythagorean <laughs> theory and all of those things. You know, there are some things that are just a given. It's a given that you have to wake up early. And I know, you know, 5 o'clock is hard for a lot of people. You know, it was hard for me, but sometimes you just do what you have to do until you can do what you want to do. Come on, man. And so you got to get up early. You got to eat healthy. You have to have breakfast, you guys. It's breaking a fast. And I know it's hard for a lot of people to just have breakfast. You guys want to have your coffee and eat later, but you're doing your body a disservice, right? Mm -hmm. So you want to wake up early. You want to meditate. You want to have breakfast. And you want to plan your day, not the day of. Don't get ready to get ready. You know, that's ludicrous. Don't get ready to get ready. Plan your day the, the night before, or the day before, or a couple of days, or take a Sunday and plan your week. Come on. Right? Because if you fail to plan, you what? Fail. Yes. <laughs> he said it. You know, and he, didn't, he wasn't even nice about it. He didn't say plan to fail. He said you just fail, bottom fail, line. Because that's the end result, right? Yeah, end result. Yes, exactly. So my morning ritual is all of those things, but I also do some other things. I walk around the house with Holy Ghost boldness, with tenacity, bulldog tenacity, and I say affirmations. I say that I'm the head and not the tail, that I'm above and not beneath. I'm the lender and not the borrower. You guys, you can't lend something you don't have. So I'm the lender and not the borrower. I am a money magnet. Mm. I Come am on. healthy, wealthy, I hope y'all are listening to this vibe on the phone here, okay? <laughs> like, like, uh, here's the thing, guys. Mm-hmm. What, what Tina's doing right now, she is, for all intents and purposes, she's moving her direction in the way intentionally you're supposed to be, right? Yes. You're focusing on the things that are moving you where you want to be at, and you're not letting anything else drive you in the direction, right? So she's being very intentional through her process, right? Yeah. And I think most successful entrepreneurs are that type of person, right? Right. We wake up with intention. We don't say, what is my 
my day going to look like? We plan what our day is going to look like. We know at the end of the day when we're talking about, you know, money, we understand that we understand that money is an, uh, a living organism and yes. we need to learn how to enjoy Preach. money and be able to understand that in order to Uh-oh, be good at money. Is in the house. Come on, pastor money. If, if the <laughs> money on, is somebody. coming, you got to understand every aspect of the money. Now, yes. you had said to me and I and I realized, uh, you know, when we first started talking, you said, Corey, look, you know, I think that one of the things you used to talk about is relationships, right? Oh, my yeah. gosh. <laughs> you so, guys, Corey, you know, I believe that a fish doesn't know it's in water. And I'm going to tell you something about Corey and just some of the suggestions that I had. And I know that some of you may agree. Some of you may wholeheartedly disagree. But it's totally okay because I'm going to say it unashamed and unapologetically. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> tell us how you really feel so, there, Tina. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? Okay. He talked about money, right? And for me, you know, when you don't have money, when you lack money, like after my mom was in a car accident and then we didn't have money anymore, it's like, okay, so, you know, how am I going to get money? And so you become creative. You think of things that you can do to earn money. And so you can sell candy. You can braid someone's hair. I mean, I've done all of those things, even having a Tina, successful... Tina, you're braiding hair. Come on now, girl. <laughs> As a teenager, yes, I was. <laughs> and even, you know, I started a maid service, you guys, and I didn't have the acumen, the business acumen to go get a bank account. No one taught me to get a business bank account. The money I made, I lived off of. Like, right, I spent it, right? right. Yeah, and so there's a checklist that Corey is going to provide so you guys can know how to start your business. Do it the proper way. And so we talked about money. For me, money is energy. Money is a soldier. You guys, money is a military. It's a soldier. When you spend money, it's you telling your soldiers to go out and bring you more. And I know some people, including, you know, my, my coach here, which says, you know, don't spend, you know, $500 or $1,000 on shoes, right? But I'm going to say, ladies, I know you want some red bottoms. We all deserve one pair. <laughs> but you have to make sure that they bring you money. Do a photo shoot. Uh, have a drawing to give away a pair, right? And let people pay, you know, $100 to enter the drawing to win a, a pair of red bottoms. They would do that so you can make your money back, get a return on your investment. Uh, that's just one little example. That the reality is you got to give your money marching orders. Do not invest your money in non-arable land and ground. Like, you want a financial advisor like Corey Chapman. You know why? Because not only is he a genius when it comes to money, but he's invested his money over and over and over again. And his money has brought back a tenfold, a hundredfold, a 500 fold, and it continues to grow. And here's where the genius come in. When you can do that for other people, we all can do things for ourselves. but when you can start to not live a life of success, but start living a life of significance and contribution, then in my humble opinion, Corey, that's where you made it now to relationships. May I? Go ahead, please. Yeah, I'm at it. Corey, you know, I'm um, my sister Delilah, you know, his wife, she's at home sick right now. So you guys give her some well wishes. Um, but it's not that their relationship is perfect because we all know there is no such thing when you have two imperfect people that just makes a commitment to be perfect for each other, right? And so I told Corey, Corey, I know you love money. He loves money, you guys. I love money. And I love what <laughs> money can do. There's a difference. Yes, we're not saying, yeah, the lo- we don't love money in that capacity. Right. We love the power. We love the right. access, yes. right? So that's clear. And I said, Corey, that's just who you are. But you know what? I would love to see you operate in another gift that you have. Because, guys, there's three things, right? He has unconscious competence. Where he's unconscious about the things that he's doing because he does them 
on a continuum out of habit is unconscious about it but there are people that need to have those nuggets they need to have that skill set they need to have those talks those boy talks right, right? because yeah. i mean Corey being you know a black man in a successful not just relationship but interracial relationship relationships of hard are already hard having an interracial relationship is even harder it's different cultures right mm -hmm. different ethnicities yeah. um, i'm sorry different um uh idioms traditions it's just hard and he does it extremely well and so i'm like Corey, you need to talk more about relationships because you guys know we're talking about money right money is your greatest relationship asset Relationships are your greatest asset when it comes to money. That is priceless, right? Everything else, the cars, the homes, the businesses, the offices, the partnerships, the collaborations. If you look at the root of all of it, the common denominator, Corey, is relationships. The reason why I go VIP, the reason why I pay top dollar to be in rooms is for the relationships, I can go watch a podcast, I can read the book, I can take the course, I can go online, but I want to be physically there because I go for the relationships. And you guys, there are some things that Corey, I believe, in my humble opinion, and I do have an opinion, we all do, right? <laughs> my opinion is that, you know, he can teach some men on how to be a better father, how to be a better husband, but most importantly, how to be a man, because you can't be somebody else's man until you learn to be a man, <laughs> right? And I'm not saying that anti-man, because guess what? There are some women that need to learn how to be a woman, because you have to learn how to be a woman before you can be someone else's woman. Right. I like that. I like that. Well, you know, it's so funny you said that, because I think our highest grossing um, podcast, you know, as far as uh, views and everything else, was the, the the one that we did on me and Delilah talking about finance, relationships, and everything else. So yeah, you're absolutely right in that regards. I think uh, that's a pretty cool deal. So I appreciate you sharing that and actually and I want to see more of it. Of that, right? We want more. We right. want more. We want more relationships. If you go into a bookstore, if you go online, even and you Google money and you Google relationships, you guys, relationships tops money. There you go. Relationships top money. It just does. It's an industry that, in my humble opinion, is untapped by a successful black man because they don't think about their relationships. They don't think about their best capital, which is the relationships. That's how they got the money. Right. If you look at Sean Puffy Combs, you look at Jay-Z, you look at um, Damon John, you look at all of those people and their billionaire status came from relationships. Connections. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'm done. No, that's Mind good. Mind drop, mind drop. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm writing down all my notes here, as you're saying, relationships. Okay. So, Sai, just so you know, we have to start working on some relationship uh, podcasts, right? <laughs> Yay. Yeah, there we go. So, you know, I appreciate you sharing that, Tina. And that that's uh, very heartfelt, and I can and I feel what you're saying, and I, and I appreciate it. I just want you to understand that. Um, so, tell me a little bit about this. Since you talked about relationships, right, how important are relationships for success? Oh, wow. You know, that's a loaded question. And I could tell you, you guys, I'm not sitting here perfect. I'm not sitting here that I've had the base relationships. I was a hot mess. And the reality <laughs> is, a part of me still is. <laughs> but the st first step to recovery is admittance. And I will always operate with total transparency. You know, I have ruined, broken, destroyed so many relationships, friendships, um, romantic relationships, because I was not whole. I right. was not healed. Mm -hmm. Right? And so 
I can talk about relationships right now because you guys, you know, you would not know the meaning of a true friendship until you lose your best friend. You will not know the pain, the agony of wanting to be some, with someone that you love so dearly that you ran away. You will not know uh, the, the, the uh, bliss of a successful marriage until you're going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And so if you're listening to this podcast with Corey and I, and he asked me a question, you know, about relationships to success, I'm going to say that if you're authentic, if you're genuine, and if you care more about the other person than you do yourself, I just did a Facebook live. It's kind of ironic that we're sitting here because I said, you know, um, I was giving tips on how to maximize events, conferences, and conventions. Yeah. And one of them was, you know, you know, be friendly, right? And it says smile, speak, and say something something nice, something so simple. And the other one was about networking. Mm-hmm. You know, we're so anxious to give someone our business card and tell them what we do. Right. Right. We're like, here, I'm Corey and I do this here. I'm Tina and I do this. Right. But there's some magic that happens when you know more about the other person than you tell them about yourself. Because you know what happens? They reach out through you via Facebook, through Messenger, through LinkedIn, through a phone call and say, you know what? I just want to know, what did you do? You, what do you do? You didn't tell me. What do you do? You seem like you do. Is that right? And they reach yeah. out to you. Because of my relationships, um, after being a hot mess and, you know, healing and growing, you guys, and it's a continuum. It's perpetual. I have been able to be on islands with certain Richard Branson. It came through a relationship. Like I saw that picture pop up. I was like, <laughs> what the hell is he there now, okay? And why is she with Mr. Branson, Richard Branson on the time? Yes, you know, yeah. that, you guys, that was a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. You know, people, he can speak somewhere, you can have a photo op, but to be in his intimate environment, to be sitting next to him, to have a talk with him, to sp- work, just to be in... You know, not in the room, but on his island, you guys. Um, Not only that, I was able to meet Oprah because of relationships. I was able to meet Mark Cuban because of relationships. And I'm not talking about photo ops. These are people that I had the opportunity to meet, to have conversations with, that poured into my life, that gave me nuggets, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And even Corey, you know, I had an opportunity to meet Corey because of relationships. There you go. <laughs> and, you know, we've done business in 2000, what, Four, yeah, no, 2013, yeah. and, you know, we've connected and stayed friends since. So it's all about relationships. I would not be sitting here if I did not have that relationship. And the last little nugget that I would give on relationships, you guys, is it's like a seed. If you don't water it, it will not grow. If you don't give it sunlight, if you don't nurture it, if you don't give it love, if you don't cultivate it, it's not going to grow. It does not mean that it's dead. Get the, I want you to listen to that. It does not mean that it's dead. And before you decide to cut off a relationship, I'm going to ask you to prune it first. Prune it first. And, of course, there's always an exception to a rule. Right. right? But if you prune something, it will grow. Yeah. And if you feel that you're not getting attention, then are you giving attention? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. If you want a gift, are you giving gifts? Right. Like, be who, be an example or be to others as you would have them to be to yourself. That's right. just the reality, right? right? The golden rule, yeah. right? Treat yeah, because like it, it can no longer be my way or the highway. You know, right. Those things just do not work. Those things do not work. People, America as a whole, is suffering from the lack of attention, recognition, and successful relationships. That's huge. That's huge. You know, it's so funny you talked about that. And what stood out to me in that conversation was I, I look back and I think about my past, right? I've probably made the most significant connections with people who I didn't ask anything from, 
but I try to offer service to them, right? And I think if you're listening to this podcast and you're saying, hey, how do I meet someone that I can mentor behind? Or how do I talk to someone who has something that I want and I want to understand how to become better at whatever that is? I think the best thing you can do is be of service to that person, right? Because at the end of the day, the conversations you have by being that fly on the wall and listening to the conversations that they're having kind of helps you expand your mind, right? We don't know what we don't know, right? Absolutely. And unfortunately, when we don't know something, we don't even know what questions to even ask yet, right? right yes. So I think that at the end of the day, our focus should be about really being humble enough to put ourselves in a position to just listen. Right. Absolutely. And as you listen more, you gain more. Yes. And once you can gain more, then you can do more. Oh, right? yes. And then you so, can. Yes. Man, let's go there. Come oh, on. Pass the plate. I'm getting <laughs> ready to pay tithes up in here. You guys, I'm getting ready to pay tithes because he's preaching. And, you know, that's one of Stephen Covey's, you know, seven habits, habits of highly yep. effective people yep. is to seek first to listen then to be understood it's yeah. also the same seek to serve you guys before you serve and that's a great book that people um, know it says that you know forever, a, a prophet came yep. You know, to serve and not to be served. And that's when you get past the life of success and start living, you know, truly a life of significance and contribution. Nice, nice. So let's talk a little bit about, um, so, you know, we're, while we're on the topic of relationships, right? So there's a great book that's called The Five uh, Love Languages, right? right? By Gary Chapman, right? And it talks about the different languages and when it comes to a form of communication, like what would actually make a person uh, be more susceptible to the understanding of their spouse, right? Right. So, Tina, what is your love language? Like, if someone's listening to this uh, podcast and, and they're saying, man, I'd like to meet that girl, Tina, right? <laughs> What's that love language that's going to make Tina, you know, be, uh, you know, in her right space? <laughs> you know, before I say anything, I have a confession. Okay. I have not read the book. Okay. I have recommended even to clients because of the great reviews that, you know, I've heard and the marriages that I see it save. Mm -hmm. But I have personally not read the book. Okay. And so... My love language, I would say, is, you know, recognition, appreciation. Okay. I thrive off that. Yep. And yep. I think it comes from, you know, whenever you have something that's dominant in your life, yep. I think it would behoove you to go back and find out why. And when I was a kid, I have three um, sisters, well, two sisters and one brother. There were four of us. And I was the eldest. And I was always getting straight A's, right? And my mom, she would recognize me. And then after a while, it, she stopped recognizing me. And she would give more attention to my sisters who were getting, you know, B's and C's or something. Like that right. the and I'm like, wait a minute. Hello? What about me? I get straight A's, right? <laughs> and so I, I believe that um, not to any fault of my mom. I have a wonderful mom. She's loving. She's done the best that she can. And, you know, we all have. Um, but I think at one point... I wasn't getting the attention that I wanted because I was getting straight A's. I'm like, hey, but I'm still getting straight A's. I don't care. Oh, ooh, they got, she got a C and now she got a B, you know, so right, right. I got straight A's. Right. Um, and so I believe that that stemmed from that. So I'm always striving to be best, to be the best, to be number one. And, you know, I love recognition and appreciation and I make no apologies for it. You know, I work hard to make sure that I achieve that. I'm not asking for handouts. Right. Um, sometimes, you know, we, we all, and let need me, let me back check. Yeah. You, know, you don't need a hand out. You just need hand a hand up. Come just, on. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. And that's why you and I are giving back to our communities, yeah. you know, to the people that we serve because somebody did that for us. There you go. Yeah. So my love language is recognition, recognition. and appreciation. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's good. All right.